Are you? Do you? You always. I don't like it. When you did do you that. drop your nerds? I dropped my nerd mechanic. I, I feel like. Oh yeah. Howdy, everybody. I'm Robert. And I'm Ira. And this is Anti-Wave. Yes, it is, and fuck yourself. A podcast all about the little films that solve all of life's mysteries. That's that's good. Only good? Good plus, but not great. The reason, good plus? Yeah, I'm giving it a good plus. Kind yeah. of like a B plus. And the reason you're saying that is because... <laughs> Today's movie is The Kid Detective. That's right. The mm-hmm. Kid Detective and the top five we're doing this week is... Detective movies. Detective movies. Detective movies. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Wow. Can you give me warning from now on? You know, sure. Like maybe right. next. I were recording. <laughs> That's your warning. It's. It, I'll give you a five minute recording. A five minute warning after yeah. we've been recording. Ira, we've been recording for five minutes. I wonder if I would know the difference. <laughs> I wonder if I would know the difference. Probably not. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And last week, what was our top mm, five? Last week, movies with multiple directors. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting what you said, <clears throat> Robert, last week. Are you okay? my voice <clears throat> about The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> How many were the Did five? you get a nerd stuck in your... In I, your I, I, nerd stuck inside this nerd. <laughs> I was downing a I, box of yeah, nerds yeah. right before you began. Um, How many were in The Wizard of Oz? What was it? Five? Five? five. Yeah. Oh, wait, it might have been six, seven. Six. Seven. Anyway, it was something crazy. It like was that. crazy. All right, we got quite a lot of feedback from all of our faithful listeners. Um, someone said, um, "Although my choices were already said by you and Robert, I have others." The Red Shoes, and that's a classic film. Mm-hmm. And I looked into it because I want to check the validity of that statement because I don't want to misinform our listeners. Yep, it has two directors. Oh, the Red Shoes. How the about Red that? Shoes. Canterbury Tale, Sin City, as we know, has three, not two, but three directors. I think you mentioned that one. Didn't I you? did. Menace to Society, Tombstone. And, you know, once again, this listener said Tombstone. I thought, uh, I checked. It does. It's got two directors. I didn't know that. Yeah. And then the Who scene, were the directors? I don't know. That I don't remember. The names didn't resonate with me, but okay. there were two directors. And then the same listener said, Eyes Wide Shut. No, no, no. wait a And minute. I said, no, you're wrong. And he wrote back to me. He said, Kubrick was very ill and didn't quite can finish directing the movie at that point in time. I said, that's not an argument that there were two directors. And so there's an, uh, the credit, obviously, is listed as a sole director on that. Yeah. So, sorry, dear listener. Even if there's ghost directors. Yes. I First of all, I don't believe that to be true because uh, that that he, okay, Kubrick was notorious for going back and editing his movies and never being finished with them. Right. So when he died, there was a, a bunch of like, yeah, but he finished this one. And I was like, nah, he didn't fucking finish. But I don't think that means that someone else directed it. Right. He directed it. Right. And I think you could argue that, I mean, there's other people that have directed movies and then died before the edit was done. But I don't think you take away their directorial Soul credit. credit as director. Right. And I think right. we even asked um, uh, uh, Leon Vitali th- that same question. Like, was he actually done with Eyes Wide Shut? And he said he was. Yeah. He said he was, he was actually finished. Well, there you go, listener. So yeah. I would take umbrage with that. Yeah, I would too. But then he said Borat, the original, and you know that had two directors. Yeah, that did have two. Uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail mm-hmm. had two directors. Fargo, because we already mentioned the brothers, yeah, all the, the Coen brothers, brothers, all yeah. the Coen brothers. Something about Mary, because we mentioned uh, Farley, the Farley, Farley brothers. brothers, right? Yeah. Ruthless People, Me, Myself, and Irene. Yeah. These again were Farley brother movies and so on. So Ruthless People wasn't though. That wasn't a Farley brothers movie. Then who? And I looked. Will you please look into that while I talk? Ruthless, Ruthless People. Ruthless People 
And I believe that too was credited with two directors, according to our listener. And you're going to have the answer for us in three seconds. Ruthless People was 1986. There might have been two directors, but I don't think it was the Farley Brothers. No, it was the Zucker Brothers. Yeah. Oh, the Zucker Brothers. We're talking Airplane. Abrams. Abrams. Yeah. 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 So how about that? That was a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Ruthless People. Bette Midler. Yeah. Yeah. The Divine Miss M. Okay. Good. (sighs) Yeah. What do you want to do now? See, you always ask that question at the very end. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're fucking with me. Okay, yeah. yeah. This is what you're supposed to do. What I, do you want to do now? I nailed this last week. And what, you were, what do you want to do now? Ira, you have to choose. Choose? I don't want to choose. I don't want to choose nothing. Why choose when we got in the news? You know, it's twice it's in a row. I did, it. I did it. I did it. Don't ruin it. Oh, you're right. Okay, good. <laughs> hey, a couple things I want to run by you. Yeah. Did you get the email from AMC as I did? I did. You know what? Mm. It felt good to read. Yeah. They're gearing up. They're aren't trying. They? They're yes, they're trying. I think it was a little premature. Yeah. Did you feel it's premature? They're, but they're trying and to come back. They're, they're like they're ready to they're go. They're working at it. It was a great PR letter, and it was saying there's light at the end of the tunnel, and it gave us all the options that we're they're ready to reinstate our membership. When we're ready. They said, don't feel forced. I'm, it's not verbatim, of course, but when you're ready, we're here for you. We'll reinstore state, get you back on board. It talked about a lot of getting ready to open. They're going to have perks for their listeners. They're going to have a, they're giving people a premier status when they sign up for the regular Mm -hmm. stub status. There's gift vouchers. They're doing special discounts. Hey, twist your microphone a little bit. They're giving special discounts and they're really going out of their way to make people comfortable and of course they mentioned about the health standards will be adhered to and so on and um the essence was we're ready when you're ready you know i i grew up in tennessee and uh i grew up in knoxville tennessee which is home to regal cinemas so i was a regal boy you know like that was definitely my theater chain of choice and moving over to amc there was a little bit of hesitation you know like it's weird that who has name name brand loyalty to a movie chain like most people they just go to whatever's close right but i did kind of feel like uh, i want to support regal but amc is really kind of um they've grown on me quite a bit and i think i could still i'll still go see regal but i've i've really grown to appreciate amc's approach to this and i'm hoping they pull through yeah it was it was it was really pleasant to read, yeah. and I did think it was a little bit premature. It was a little bit too eager. What can we do it for you? We're ready when you are. But I was pleased. It made me smile. Well, I think it's also I mean, that that email is going out to people not just in California, but into a lot of other states where they are open. That's why they said that in the letter. Yeah. That currently, we have so many X amount of theaters right. open. So, yeah, it was a national or global are there AMCs in other countries? Uh, probably. they got to yeah. have some yeah. in other countries. Canada, at least. Yeah. But well, they don't count. Yeah, Canada. it's 51st yeah, day. Yeah. 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 So anyway, I was glad to get that. Hey, one more thing. Yeah. Hype Man. You told me to remind you yeah. about that. I'm reminding you about now. Okay. What, what, what's this Hype Man you have, what you wanted me to say? So I was listening to another podcast. I was listening last week to the Adam Krola show. And mm. in the news, they do news there too. They do real news. They do? Yeah. They, they don't, they they don't just the, always talk about how much they like AMC. They do in the news? No? Do they have the blues? <laughs> Anything about their shoes? But they definitely have some juice. <laughs> but they got... Okay, so they covered in the news um, that the hype man 
for James Brown died. Right, so he was kind of thought of as the original hype man. You remember the the you know the hype man for James Brown, like no, back the up, one, man. the only oh. like the guy who hyped the person up. who would introduce him at yeah. a show at a concert. Yeah, 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 and that was he was the guy that put the cape on James Brown. Oh, right? that's right. So was he? Uh, let me just ask. Yeah. Was he exclusive to James Brown? And that was like part of the he, show. That was his job, yeah. and he always had the same hype man right. when James Brown, Brown performed in concert, even yeah. on TV. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember dramatically putting that cape. Yeah. The cape on him. And then, with like, you know, James Brown would like throw it off, right? Yes. Like and the they play that music with yeah. a strong beat. Right. Go ahead. And that was part of the show. Yes. It was the hype Absolutely. Man. It was the original hype man. So, as they were doing it, uh, as, they were, as they were talking about this story on the show, uh, Adam kind of commented that his mom would have been the worst hype man ever. You know, like, it's just saying, like, my mom would have been like, I, why are you even here? You're here to see. He's not funny. You know, it's kind of talking down his son. And I thought it's part of the, you know, with Mother's Day coming up, that might be fun for us to explore for you. I'm wondering, first of all, do you, do you do an impression of your mother? Well, actually, there is I something. Mean, the impression of your mother right now was like, help, help, get me out of this box. <laughs> Let me out of here. Yeah. And her, yeah. I can't control her breathing. Yeah. But, I mean, do you do an impression of your mother? There was one joke. When we were, I was in junior high with my best friend, Ian, uh-huh. and he was always talking about how my mom was prim and proper. She dressed very nice, and her pearls, her hair, everything was so right, and she was very precise. Was her and pussy hair always yeah, trimmed? That was and, trimmed, trimmed, yeah. the way it should, yeah. And so his running joke with me was, Ira, this is him talking, Ian talking, I always imagined going on the bobsled ride at Disneyland, the uh-huh. Matterhorn. And your mom is on it with you. And it goes down. And then it splashes in the water near the end. And you get drenched. And Ian said, Ira, I can always imagine your mom getting out of the bobsleds and making sure her hair is just right. And going, that was very nice, dear. So it's funny that that stayed with me. In fact, Ian even told that story at my mom's funeral. That I could always remember Ira's mom as, That's, that was very nice, dear. So there's an impression, sort of. I don't know if that's what you're going for just so, well, now. So I'm asking if yeah. your mom. My mom was the hype man for James Brown? No, for Ira. <laughs> I want to know, how would your mom, how would she hype you up? There's a big audience that all wants to see Ira. And your mom has been reincarnated for one night only to be your hype man to announce your... I could see my dad doing that. No, we're going to get to that in a minute. Because my dad was more was more gregarious and more warm but and your engaging mom is and up schmoozer, first. more of a schmoozer. Yeah. Mom was more guarded. Yeah. And and so there we are at the stage of the Apollo. <laughs> Let's say this is <laughs> at the, the Apollo. Apollo. It's got to be the Apollo, right? And like, you know, we're the only two. It's a predominantly two, black yeah, audience. Yeah, I know. We're the only two white people there. And there comes my mom, really nice dress with the pearl necklace and, and the hair just right, you know. So what would she say and how would she say it? Good evening, black people. <laughs> Talk you off the stage. <laughs> I'm gonna knife this bitch. Good evening, black people. <laughs> We're all pleased that you made us feel so comfortable and welcome <laughs> within your theater. No, actually, within your culture. At this time, I'd like to introduce my son, and he's about to introduce James Brown. Please make him feel warm. And comfortable. He's a little bit anxious backstage because he's the only Jew boy in the auditorium. <laughs> your mom would not call you Jew boy. <laughs> Wait, so your mom is introducing you because you're going to be the hype man for James Brown? Was that what you're doing? She's introducing the she's... hype man. 
Or she chooses James Brown. You're James Brown. I'm, oh, I'm James Brown? You're James Whoa, Brown. Papa got a brand new bag. You're okay. James Brown equivalent. Yeah. Oh, I see. Everyone's I there to see you. Me. I thought mom was introduced. Okay, so, so the hype man has the a hype person. man? I thought this is like a hype man squared. <laughs> With little two in the upper right-hand corner. Square. Yeah, 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 or cubed or something. So, okay. So, my mom would come out and say, good evening, black people. <laughs> We're all going to get down with this African-American gentleman. Wait, and he what? will rock the house. Are you black now? I said no, you're the no, equivalent of James doing, Brown. You're not well, actually James Brown. She's a white Brown. Jewish woman from New York. We're all going to get down. And she'll kind of go down. With this black African American gentleman, and we're gonna get jiggy with it. She would say jiggy. My mom was hip. <laughs> when did your mom die? Uh, she died in um, six. Oh, I remember eighty three, nineteen. I think that was well before Will Smith's getting jiggy with it. <laughs> My mom was ahead of her time. I guess so. She was very influential. Yeah. So wait, are you black? Well, she said she was introducing an African American. What are you talking about? She's introducing you. But you said she. Oh, so Ira's going to come out on stage. Yes, no, she's I, introducing I she's you, James Brown. Okay, no. Okay. She, she's Th- introducing take three. Ira. Ira take is three. James Brown equivalent. Right. Okay. You're All super right. po- uh, popular. Good evening, black people. <laughs> I love. We've been through three revisions, <laughs> and good evening, black people has not changed. And now, my son, Ira, is going to come down. And get jiggy with his dancing and singing because, as they say, Papa, he got a brand new bag. All right, how would your dad do it? My dad would more schmoozing. My dad was a salesman for okay. women's apparel, and he'd come for out. Women's th- apparel—that's where you got it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you came by it honestly. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. So, how would your dad do? Well, it? my actually, my mom would probably have more. My dad would—he'd say. Um, well, I think he'd—he'd he'd also say. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Your dad sold women's apparel. Is yeah. it lingerie and shit like that? Not lingerie. There were women's sport clothes, uh, dresses, skirts, uh, two pieces. And, you know. So he wouldn't make your mom wear like, you know, lingerie that he sold? He didn't sell lingerie. But you know what? Because he kept samples in the garage uh-huh. on a rack. And you wore them sometimes? I would go there in the garage late at night and I would touch them and I'd get a tingle. I would. I, I get almost aroused. Again, you came by it honestly. Oh, almost aroused. You were, you were like, I'm One, so, these I, are I all going to touch pussies I, I someday. Would, yeah, I would touch it, and I would get a little tingle. I remember that. I told my mom, hey, I'm going to go to the garage. <laughs> I'd sneak uh, in the honey, garage. why do all these clothes yeah. samples have white stains on them? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. I fantasized about that. I, I did. I'm I, sure I, I, I did. did. I never did that, but I would fantasize about that. So anyway, how would my dad yeah. introduce? Yeah. Well, again, with a New York Brooklyn attitude, he'd go out there and say. Did he have like a Brooklyn he became, dialect? He, it became very L.A. as the years were going by, okay. more L.A., but there was still that East Coast. And I would often say, why do you guys talk different with this East Coast thing? You're from New York, and the, the, there's such an obvious distinction between people from L.A., from New York. But my, my dad would go out, and I think he would uh, warm up the crowd with mm-hmm. a few jokes. Yeah. What would he, my, so how, would it, how would it begin? Well, I, I can't think of any. Um, I, know, I know a great joke that's, that's always guaranteed to get a laugh. What's that? The punchline is tooth hurty. <laughs> that goes back. 
Good evening, black people. If you've people. listened to this show, yeah, that, going, you're that, going back that, like a year that and a half. That is a joke that you're going uh, back a year and a half. Got some legs. And my, my dad would do something. Before we start tonight's show, before we introduce the king of pop, no, he wasn't the king of pop, was he? What was his nickname? It's you. You're, but he's it's talking just, about, if I'm Jim. All right. No, no, no. Listen, See, listen, still, listen to me. Stop. Okay. You are not James Brown. But I want to be. But you are as popular as James I am? Brown. You're still Ira. He's introducing his son. Before we int- <laughs> Good evening, black people. Before we introduce... <laughs> Your dad introduced the same <laughs> way as Shemar. Before we introduce <laughs> the emperor of rock. That's me. That's you. Okay, I'm allowed okay. to get away with that, right? You and Neil Diamond. Not, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, emperor of rock, who also happens to be a speech coach. <laughs> <laughs> He does both. What could be how more rock he, and roll than that? Yeah, yeah. How he does both. How he does that, I don't know. But black people, have you ever heard about the Chinaman whose tooth was hurting? He <laughs> said, <laughs> what time is your appointment? I made an appointment with the dentist. 2.30? 2.30. Get it? And then they start throwing things at my dad. When, whenever then, you say get it at the end of a joke, that's, that's how idea. you know it's a good one. I like that question. But may I briefly flip it? And with your mom, how would your mom introduce you as if you were, why everyone was there? Okay, so my mom would come out. Good evening, black people. (laughs) She would would start, she would say, um, I I, I know how this, I'll I'll do my dad first. Because my dad would come out and go, "Um, well, uh, uh, I guess... Uh, my son's gonna come out here in a little bit, and uh, he, uh, uh, he he might might do a pretty good job. I think I think you're all gonna be pretty happy here, and uh, you know let's uh let's let's give him a round of applause then. Okay, uh, the the emperor of podcasting, uh, uh, uh Robert, come on out here, Robert. You that's know I go. know your father. Yeah, and that sounds like him. Yeah, that's You've exactly. You've got the cadence yeah, that's down. Yeah. My and mom, your mom would either chicken out the last minute and refuse to do it, mm. or she would go bizarre and <laughs> and like so over the top. She would overmodulate the mic where you couldn't understand what she's saying, like you're know, sticking it almost in your mouth, or it would be like, <gasps> and be like, what the fuck is she saying? She just has like that nervousness energy. Yeah, she's. I was say she's soft spoken, sort of. Well, you might be the only person who've ever described that? her that way. She's not soft-spoken. No. Yeah. All right. So that's how she would do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's and when When there's a huge audience that's there in front of her, I think that's what would happen. She, yeah. Her nerves would get the Yeah, and her. she'd get real close to the microphone and talk like this. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Like we do sometimes. Like we do that sometimes, <laughs> you know. That's very funny. Anyway. Yeah. I just, I, that thought came across my mind. Where'd that come mind. from? I love yeah, that. I was like, I, I'm very curious to know how Ira's mom yeah, would yeah. hype him up. She'd be prim and proper. Yeah. But she would start. But I like, I like the emperor of pod. Ira, that's that was a, good. That's a, you know, you said emperor of rock. Well, I just emperor, emperor of pod. pod. That's, that's us. We're emperors of pod, Ira. Let's change the name of our You know, because there's the king of rock, king yeah. of pop, and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, emperors of pod. Emperor, emperors of pod. Emperors of pod. Emperors is not used. Who's using emperor? I know. You know? King, prince. Fuck that. No. Who wants to be a prince king, when you could be an emperor? Yeah. Queen. Uh, em- emperor. It's an old word, mm-hmm. and I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. I em- like that. Emperor of pod. New self- uh, self-aggrandizing nickname for ourselves i like that the emperors of pod i'll, I'll go change our website Maybe to reflect we that 
Yeah. The emperors of. <laughs> of Good film. evening, black people. <laughs> That's what we begin every show. All, All right. right. What did you see this week? Ah, hey, but first, before uh, summer old, summer new, we now present the week in review. But mm-hmm. Robert, mm-hmm. do we have like a sponsor? We uh, sure do. Do tell. AVGearGuide.com. Oh? AVGearGuide.com has over 30 years in the business of transferring all of your non-digital media into digital media. This is all of your slides, your negatives, your old home movies, your film, 16 millimeter VHS, beta tapes, all that stuff. You give it to AVGearGuide.com and he'll spit it out and turn it into something that's digital. So you can put it on Facebook, share it on Instagram. Snapchat, wherever you want it to go. Yeah, he's a great guy, too. He really works with you. Extremely reasonably priced, less expensive than Costco. Has state-of-the-art uh, equipment to do the scanning and make all the transfer. Any form of media you could possibly think of. And like him on Facebook, you'll get a special discount. And mention the name of our podcast, Antiwave or Emperor Pod. And you'll get a discount, a 5% discount. Uh, AVGearGuy.com. I'm sure he'll he'll honor that, Emperor Pod. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm going to go first. You go first, yeah. <laughs> so, we can review. This week, I didn't watch many movies. Well, how do I put this? I didn't watch many movies this week, but I watched one movie many times. Really? Yes. Now, wait. You watched... We're talking about one movie, movie. but you watched it multiple times? Multiple times. And is that because you wanted to? I'm assuming it wasn't forced upon you? There's another reason. Forced, yes. There was another There's another reason. Mm -hmm. Either your daughter... Now we're getting somewhere. Oh, yeah. Hey. Mm -hmm. Your daughter really reacted to it. She was smiling. She was bright-eyed. She was getting it. And you couldn't help yourself. But, honey, we're going to watch it again. Well, it wasn't me, but it was definitely her. And again. And you did that for her. That's really sweet. So I'm going to assume that this was like um, uh, Hannibal. (laughs) (laughs) No. We start out with Silence of the Lambs first. Come on. Uh, No, it was actually The Wizard of Oz. It was. Yeah. Yeah. So she watched it, uh, I think, like twice on Wednesday and once again on Thursday and Friday and Saturday. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, she's... I've asked you this before, and as the months go by, I want to ask it again. You know where I'm going. Yeah. Is she fascinated by the movement, the color, the pattern, Mm -hmm. and the sound, or is she tracking the story? She's tracking. You're saying that with full conviction. She really tracks the story. Because she's now, like, in certain parts, she's going, oh, no. Yeah, she. She's not even two yet. No, she's not even two yet. She gets it. She's understanding. Now she may not understand the intricate part of. She may not get that she left Kansas. You know, I don't think she's getting that. But she knows there's some sort of magical area that she's going to. You know, because the color, like when when it turns to the color, she really reacts to that. She's like, wow, like she gets that. And so, and she knows that the witch is the bad character, and she knows that that they're being chased. So in broad strokes, she's getting it. She really does. Yeah. Now, did she turn to you, though, and agree and say, uh, Daddy, uh, Dorothy was not delirious. Mm-hmm. She was dreaming. No, she did. She remember said, that was from well, a previous she, podcast. She found the, the singing and the dancing to be a little bit pedantic in certain areas. Oh, it is pedantic, yeah. yes. And she got the symbolism in the whole right. thing. You know, yeah. yeah. Well, she, she wants to talk about... Um, Different signs and what different, you know, what they what they mean. The metaphor, things the, like that. The, the metaphor. She well, she's it. she's really into structuralism, mm. um, and so she's like, if we're going to get into um, semiotics and like, how do we, how do we use signs if we're dealing with structuralism? And that's great. And she spoke about the the, the contrasting imagery, if you will. I don't know what that meant? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and did she also mention that um, was a Buddy Epson was supposed to get it, but he had a rash, a, skin, a yeah, yeah, reaction yeah. to she the rash. Knew, she, was, she knew all about she's that. She's been reading the all the content. IMDb yeah. trivia yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, 
No, so she. Uh, How was watching that movie again? Well, I I knew it really well. I liked the movie a lot. So here's here's something that I wanted to talk about. One of the problems that you have as a as a as an adult and a parent is that your your children, when you have them, will start watching shit that you don't like. And I had a conversation with my wife. I said I don't like that she's watching Sesame Street. And I don't mind the old Sesame Street at all. Like, that's fine. I have no problem. But it's that newer shit where it's like, it's a lot of white guilt. And it's a lot of like, you know, we have to, uh, everybody has to get along. And it's just, and, and diversity, so, diversity. Yeah, but it's a focus on that. And it's it's like an obsession with that kind of shit. And instead of, when you watch the old episodes, because when you if you have HBO Max, you can see the old episodes. And it goes back to the seventies. Yeah. You can see these older episodes where it's problems like, uh, you know, somebody broke a window, and we have to. Well, how do we repair the window? Well, we got to go collect some bottles to get some money to buy new glass. Real and problematic things with a solution, right? Which teaches character, right? And by the way, it's late sixties that that show was on. 60s right, and seventy. That's what you saw. Yeah, and, and then, then the shift now the new stuff is like about um, it's, uh, inclusiveness. Right, right. Well, that makes me feel bad, and right. and that kind of bullshit. And I'm yep. like, just fucking stop. Yep. And even like the idea, like, okay, who's who's the bully? And there's like different characters being bullied, but the the in the older episodes, Oscar the Grouch was the bully, right? He was a grouch, and it was like, oh, what he's. And he was kind of punished. He was ostracized for that. And he was like, I don't mind it. I like being alone. And we was kind of, all right, then you go by yourself. Everybody just didn't have time for Oscar. And there was a lesson to that. There yeah, was absolutely, a value in that. Absolutely. And it wasn't so hit your hit you over the head with it. It was kind of like you kind of figured it out. Yeah. And that was the real moral of the lesson. And now it's a lot more of like holding your hand to make you understand the lesson. And I don't think it actually resonates as deeply. And it's far more annoying. And these fucking... When HBO got it, uh, when they got the rights to Sesame Street, they cut out a lot of the people that had been doing it since the since the original mm-hmm. episodes. They cut the last few people that were still hanging on to that show, and they like redid a lot of the voices and things like that. And the new people who do the voices, the way that they're doing the voices, it really talks down to the, hmm. the kids of like, okay, yeah. let's go over here, I and it's like f- stop. That's not what the original characters. That's right. not how they talked. Right. And if you watch like the Muppets and even the new Muppets, who, the new people who are doing the Muppets are, they still are holding on to Jim Henson's kind of, let's just be a character. Let's, let's be the character. Let's be real. And I think that's why the newer Muppets are still funny. They're still relatable. Even though there's new people and Jim Henson's dead, we get that, you know, and they're maybe not as, as clever and smart as they once were, but they're, they're still entertaining. But this stuff where it's like talking down to you. That. I hate that stuff. There's a character that's like a, I think it's called Smarty, and it's like a phone that, like, every episode is like, let's look it up. And it's like the whole thing is like you keep looking up information on a smartphone yeah. or a smart pad, and it's like, it's a it's an i it's a phone. It's yeah. a, that's yeah. what the character is. Yeah. It's like just get the fuck out of here. Yeah. It's yeah. too. It. I know I sound like a grumpy old white man, but it it really is. It's it's brainwashing, and it's starting there. And I told my wife, I said, I don't want to watch this anymore. It's bothering me. Can we please just something else? There's so much content out there. I know she likes the characters. I get that. I know she she likes Elmo. It's hard to not like it because it's everywhere, you right. know, and it's in on all sorts of like 
fucking the other day I got a letter and there was a stamp and it had I was going to check the mail and the stamp had Elmo on it and I didn't even see it but Madeline was like Elmo and like grabbed it and I was wow like, oh fucking a. like it's just it's it's everywhere it's it's you can't avoid that so can we please get our child learning some other things other than just fucking this trash that Sesame Street is spitting yeah, out? Yeah. Or just only play the older episodes? Right, but right. that doesn't happen. It just starts moving into the newer episodes. I try to get everybody who's taking care of my child to be on the same page with that. It's, like, it's better just to say no more Sesame Street. Let's just find something else. So we still do let her watch Sesame Street, but we're trying to introduce other things. And she's really reacting to The Wizard of Oz. She really likes it. Wow. We tried watching Singing in the Rain, but she could only handle like the first 10, 15 minutes. And she was like, no, I'm done. Hmm. So... For whatever that's worth. Do, 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 Sorry. Is that from Wizard of Oz? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't get that far in, yeah. in yeah. Singing the Rain. Okay, so yeah, that's what I watched. Got it. Got it. Okay. You know, there were like uh, six or seven directors on that movie. Really? Yeah. yeah. Huh. Hey, I should, I should listen to last week's episode. Uh, I have these on the background, real fast. The Accused, once again. I know we spoke about it a couple weeks ago. Wait, is that the. That was Jodie Foster being raped. Oh. Yeah. Wait, but... Well, she won the Oscar. Okay. Jodie okay, Foster okay. got the Oscar for the I'm, accused. I'm confusing it with Harrison Ford in yeah. Witness. And what was the other one? He had another movie that was something like that. Not the accused, but the... Something. Regarding Henry? No. Yeah. Oh, Regarding I'm, Henry? I think I'm confusing it with Regarding okay. Henry. Okay, yeah. 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 yeah regarding it's not Henry the same movie at all. He was shot in the liquor store and he became simple, right. but nicer. Right. But nicer. Right. right. And we found out he was cheating on his wife and all that stuff. Right. Okay. Uh, the accused, but I was really impressed with Kelly McGinnis. She... she Actually, she's billed as number one. Is that interesting? Yeah, and she, then Jodie Foster. Foster. You know, well, that was when that was her transition yeah. movie when she was no longer a kid actress, a child actress. But I saw that yet again. I want to mention to you. What's your transition movie? It hasn't happened. Oh, in my <laughs> life personally hasn't happened yet. My transition movie, probably some piece of porn. I'll talk about in a second. <laughs> I saw this again. Now listen, I've got to mention this. Bad teacher. I know we spoke about well, I it. That you're going to say Wizard of Oz. Oh, six that times. no. With Cameron Diaz. It's a clever, textured. The script is very funny, and with, with Cameron D and Justin Timberlake, who is very good at being a nerd. And there was one line in there where I was laughing out loud. The, some of the dialogue was really spot on and funny. And he's trying to impress the principal. He said, "He's a teacher." And he said, "Oh no, I hate slavery." Slavery is really bad. If I could make a time machine and go back in time, and I could, I would stop slavery. I really would. I feel that bad. He's like, and I wonder if you could get away with that today. It's just so, but I was laughing out loud. At that was one teaching. of the last movies. That, yeah. hmm? Cameron Diaz. <laughs> it was. It was. It, she she was terrific in it. She stopped acting. Did she retire? Yeah. She retired. Yeah. Argo. No, that's a good one. I got to tell you that. Argo is I'm going to say that I, I have a handful of movies that just sweep me away. And that was one of them when I saw it in the theater when it first came out. It's the best thing that uh, ben, Affleck. The ben Affleck directed and starred in. Well, people really liked The Town. And The Town was good. It was good. Oh, The Town. I never saw The Town. It was good. I, I don't like movies. It, okay? Yeah, you don't like movies. I don't like movies. <laughs> you know what's in Argo? A lot of people. Yeah, John Goodman, Bri Brian, Brian Cranston. See, that was before I knew who Brian Cranston was. Do you know what I mean? That was right out... when Breaking Bad was getting popular. Was, was Breaking Bad already out at that no, point? I thought no. maybe it was before Breaking Bad. No. So, but I got to tell you that I'm always swept away. You know me and endings. Mm -hmm. That last scene, we, I think we talked about this a few years ago, with the, the figurines, the figures 
of, of from Star Wars and Star Trek and that whole thing with making up that fabricated story with shooting the movie Argo, a sci-fi thing, just to get the people out. And panning that in the kids' bedroom, I got I, I love that ending. I, I fall for that every time. Hannibal. Let's talk about Hannibal. Now, you were talking about Red, actually, uh, Manhunter. Manhunter? Manhunter was the movie, Red Dragon. Then it was Silence of the Lambs. Right. Then Red Dragon? Yeah. And then Hannibal. Yes. Yes. I never saw Red Dragon or Hannibal. I haven't seen Hannibal. Oh, you haven't seen Hannibal? Well, as you probably know, Julianne Moore tried to take the place of of Jody. Of Clarice. Yeah, Yeah. Clarice. And she's, I think, I think. Julianne Moore is incredible, and she's an actress. You know, mm-hmm. she's not a celeb star. She's a fucking actress, and I think she's brilliant in everything she does. And I think she pulled that off, and I think she pulled it off. You haven't seen the movie. Gary Oldman is in it. And yeah, wait, does he? Is this somebody eats somebody's yeah, brains? Yeah, well, in this there's movie. that famous brain scene. Yes, the famous. But Gary Oldman is all his skin has been removed, and so oh. he's in this movie. And when it came out in theaters, he didn't want to have a credit. He didn't want his name in it. That way, he could commit more to the part. But when it's shown on DVD, they included his name. Oh. Isn't that interesting? But what a movie! Now you're gonna like what I'm about to say. Wait, you know who else was that same way? Who? Bruce Willis in Pulp Fiction. Are you serious? Yeah. In theaters, he yeah. didn't get a his credit? His name is not in the credits. And when he shows up, it's like, fucking Bruce Willis is in this? So funny. Yeah. But I wonder if in the DVD version. There well, certainly might've... his name is all over it once the secret yeah. was out. Right, 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 right. That's... But yeah, he was not publicized. You know what I saw? What? Ronan. Let's Did you see talk it? about Ronan. Frankenheimer. What? Yes, you're taking. Are you looking at my notes? Frankenheimer directed that film. It was yeah. one. Of, actually, they say it was his last hurrahs, yeah. great masterpiece. Uh, he might have done one or two others, uh, after but they the, weren't nearly. It was this. They, I read on. I this was his masterpiece. This it, was his swan it, song. It was his swan song. It's the greatest thing he's ever done. I first of all, John. Jean Reno. Yeah. Uh, before he got fat, remember that Spike mm. Lee movie last year? And yeah. he really, but he was. Re- was that before or after? You know where I'm going. After the, the professional. professional. After. It was after the Leon the professional. Professional was 94. This was like 99 or something like that. It's a complicated plot. It, it is. is complicated. It is. And the, the suitcase, the MacGuffin was the suitcase and all that. But it didn't matter. You buy into it anyway. Yep. Robert, that car chase. That car chase. There's a couple. There's a couple car yeah. chases. But I the, the big it, one, there's yeah. a big one in there. It's... <laughs> Really, really good. I mean, people talk about French Connection or Bullet. This is right up there, if not even better. I think this is arguably the best car chase on in cinema. And that's coming from someone who is obsessed with the Road Warrior. Yeah, that's quite a compliment. I mean, it's it's that good. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. It's just, it, you know, one of the things that they did um, is they went out to tracks and recorded the actual cars as they were... Um, like the same model of car so they could get the accurate engine noise so they could wow. lay in that audio and make yes. it sound yes. correct. And they wanted everything to be absolutely perfect in terms of that car chase. And a little, little trivia, I'm not sure if I ever told you this. Yeah. You may not know. But uh, Lisa, our editor for 30 Love, yes. she and I watched Ronan a lot when we – were designing some of the stuff for our film, 30 Love. And the chase scene, there's like a, the driving scene, and we looked at a lot of the angles and things like that from Ronan. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. 30 Love? Yeah. yeah. Can our listeners watch that? Not anymore. <laughs> no. 
30 love you film. had to have seen it 30 love film.com what's that it's the website for our movie robert oh. can yeah. you get any extras or uh, there's there? the regular dvd and blu-ray and there's a whole bunch of there's like three extra hours oh. of, of uh, we we talk for three hours there's also deleted scenes you and me? oh yeah and, and a gag reel and alternate endings and all this cool shit to a movie yeah what's and, the movie called uh 30 love oh. 30 love film.com is the website oh yeah and mention the name of our podcast you get a little discount oh mm-hmm. if, if you mention anti-weight mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. i should go there and check that out yes you should hmm. yeah you're yeah. in it smooth ira <laughs> one last thing once again, I got back into what's my line. Now listen, listen. I know you thought I weaned away from. What that. do you mean? Every no. week you've said no. I skipped last once week. Once again, no. I said I'm you tired. You did not of skip that. last I, week. I skipped. Go back and listen. You know, I said, nah, I'm tired of that show. But you still mentioned. You're it. right. I do. I always mention. We had Gene Kelly, this mystery guest, Kirk Douglas. We had Charlton Heston and Yul Brenner. He's cool. Yul Brenner. All those guys are really cool. But I want to say one thing. You know who had the most fun of all these mystery guests with the panels blindfolded? It's going to surprise you. Uh, the no. guest who had the most fun. The guest who had yes. the most fun. This is going to surprise. Fred you he was, Flintstone. No, no, but actually, he was not an actor. Oh, I got to tell you that Muhammad Truman Ali. Capote. Oh. Muhammad Ali. Yeah, Truman Capote. He was kind of yeah. He would talk like this with his hand. Okay, Muhammad Ali did a falsetto, and was so much fun when the panel would say, "So let me get this right. You're not an actor, but you're a performer." And he go, "That's right." And everyone was howling, and he was liking it so much. And it was just surprising. That sounds like Muhammad Ali. That, <laughs> that from, sounds exactly, no, I mean, not, not his voice, but that sounds like You're not like surprised to hear do, that? Yeah. He was so playful. Mm-hmm. And he kept on with John Charles Daly next to him, and they were playfully hitting each other. Like, he was really enjoying this. And he'd go, uh-huh, no, ma'am. And he was, like, having a blast with that. I just enjoyed that so much. That's my weekend review. Wow. All right. Hey, man, you want to talk about The Kid Detective? And Robert? Talk us through it. Okay. The Kid Detective is a, uh, a, a 2020 film. Yes, I noticed so that. So it is a little I noticed older, that. but mm-hmm. not too old. Mm-hmm. And it centers around a, uh, a former child detective. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you ever read the Encyclopedia Brown stories? No, never heard of that. You never heard of Encyclopedia, Encyclopedia Brown? Encyclopedia Brown? Is that a person? It was a character, a fictitious character. Yeah. Uh, and it was a book series that started. For you, Encyclopedia it, Britannica. No, no, no. Okay. All right, all right. Uh, you know what? This would have started after you were a kid. This was like, it started, I think, in the 60s. And then... So you're saying I'm too old to get the reference. You're too old to get it. Yeah. But when you're a kid, this was like a a book series that would come out. Encyclopedia Brown. Encyclopedia Brown. Okay. And, And it was, he would always solve these mysteries, right? And then each book had like, you know, 10 different mysteries in it where he would, uh, you know, it would be like, oh, I lost my my puppy can you help me find him and then he would help figure out really like who like where the puppy is or like who uh stole this thing or whatever it was there was always some sort of mystery and he would always have to figure it out and it would be based on the clues that were happening in the um in, in the story like you would have picked it up and been like oh there was a clue there and that would give you an indication as to this that or the other right so huh do you remember blues clues does that mean anything? Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Not little, the same thing. You're a little thing. dismissive there, Not Robert. the same okay. thing. All right, go but, ahead. So anyway, we... It was uh, reminiscent of it, that. It, huh? That's exactly what this is. This this story is basically Encyclopedia Brown, only his name is a- Abe Applebaum. Right, which is very funny, by the way. <laughs> they really went out of their way yeah. to make that so very Jewish. <laughs> I was a little Abe surprised. Applebaum. I, I couldn't... Yeah, I know, I know. And so he... Uh, he, he 
is a child detective and he's the star of the town and everything else. But one day, his secretary, right, who's kind of like his love interest, yes. he's like a 13, 14 year old, she gets kidnapped. And all of this weight is now put on his shoulders because everyone's like, figure out where she is. And he can't figure it out. He doesn't know, doesn't know. And he can't solve anything. Well, now we flash forward and he's in his 30s. 31. 30s. So he's uh, now, he's still doing the business, but he's kind of down on his luck. You could tell there's been a few bottles of Jack Daniels drunk between, yep. you know, his 14th and 31st birthday. Kind of haunted by yes. that mystery he couldn't solve. Can't solve it. And now there's a new girl who shows up mm. and her boyfriend has just been murdered. Yeah. And so now he needs to solve this one. So he's used to solving like, where's my cat? Where's, yeah. you know, yeah. who stole the, the, the uh, money from the, the high school, the yeah. high school yeah. uh, uh, fundraising yeah. money. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And so he's used to all of these things, these kind of mysteries. And now here's a real murder. Yes. Mystery that he has to solve. It's a pretty good description, isn't it? That was really good, Robert. Yeah. And What'd so you think? I'm going to ask you. I'm going to flip it. You're going to flip it? I'm flip it. Okay. What'd you think? Loved it. You didn't like it? I did. No, you Once didn't. again, not as much as you. Oh, I love this movie. That's really interesting. Tell us why. I thought this movie... Okay, first of all, I love the premise. I think the premise is really clever. The idea of... <clears throat> I mean, you got to keep in mind, I read the Encyclopedia Brown books when I was a kid, right? So there's a little bit more of a reference for me than maybe... You, you know, the, the, it's Nancy Drew. It's the same mm-hmm. kind of thing. Hardy yeah. boys, Hardy boys, right? right. So, but they, they grew up, and um, for me, it was Encyclopedia Brown. But same kind of thing. And in fact, I think there was even a, um, there was even some reference to like, uh, but I, I solved the mystery of the time capsule. That was an Encyclopedia Brown. I think it was a TV show they made in the '80s or something called like the mystery of the time capsule. Huh. And somebody had stolen the time capsule. And they had to figure out what what happened to it, where it was. Uh, so to me, I feel like this could have gone sideways real fast, real fast. And I felt like there were several laugh out loud moments. And I thought, I have not laughed out loud at a comedy in a long time. Uh, usually, I mean, if I like comedies, I'm like, oh, that's funny. But I'm not laughing out loud. This actually had me laughing out loud going, that's really funny. And... I I feel like some of the characters could have been over the top. No one was. I didn't feel like anybody was over the top, were they? Like even the the kind of doe-eyed girl who shows up at his door to say, hey, will you help me solve this mystery of my boyfriend? She wasn't so completely innocent. You know, she was definitely, she was supposed to be this innocent little girl, but she wasn't. wasn't, Everyone's got secrets. Right, but she wasn't so innocent as to, um, that she couldn't handle anything. Like mm-hmm. there was a, there was a kind of a running joke of like some of the characters, like, you know, he, he, he put his penis in her mouth and that kind of thing. Like they, you know, he, he says like, there's a name for that. It's called blow job. And it was kind of, Oh man, wow. You just said that word. Blowjob. So some people are like are super innocent and other people are a little bit more, um, hardcore. But anyway, the point is, I think like she wasn't over the top. I loved it. I thought this movie was great. Once again, this is similar to our previous podcast with uh, Life in a Day, where I liked it, but mm-hmm. you liked it much more than I did. And even going back a few weeks, too, with the science fiction movie, A Vast of Night, yeah. which I liked, but again, you liked it more Well, that was than something I, I was going to bring up on the show today, which is, you know, I've, I've been complaining. The precocious. In, well, no, no, no. I, I was going to say, I've been complaining on this podcast because for the past few, uh, for the past few months, years, really, like in all of 2020, 
it was shit. There, were, there weren't very many movies that were coming out that I really liked. I shouldn't say shit because it wasn't bad, right? I don't think we saw very many bad movies, but we just saw a lot of like... Mediocre. It was good. Forgettable. I mean, it was good, yeah. but it was kind of like... Yeah, forgettable. It was a lot of like... What was that movie? What yeah. was it about? And yeah. just kind of like a, a daze. But to me, The Vast of Night really stood out. It was very... It was inventive. It was something that really... It rocked me. And I'm going, this is captivating. I want to watch more of this. And the same with um, with Life in a Day. I thought that was really well put together. And I thought this was really well written. Really just well structured. It was well put together. Yeah. Yeah. So I liked this movie a lot. And I liked it. But I do. you can hear the hesitation yeah. in my voice. That it certainly did turn the genre on its head. Sort of, mm-hmm. sort of, but not not really. And it's weird because at times I felt like I was watching Bugsy Malone with the kids behaving. Because when we saw the flashback scenes, you know, with the secretary and all the soda pop, you know, well, and it didn't. Who talks that way? No, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It seemed like it's not terrible, or maybe that's his memory of it. Maybe that's his memory of it. Yeah. That's how we can justify it. But. Some of the dialogue, I want to get back to what you said, the dialogue. I laughed out loud numerous times. Yeah. There were some really funny exchanges. I've got to tell you, for some reason, this just this line just tickled me, where he wants to impress the new client coming into his office and on his phone, the intercom system, to his secretary, who's played by Donald Sutherland's granddaughter. Mm-hmm. How about that? She was in Veep, also the TV show Veep. And he says to her, really, we're trying to be kind of getting it all together. He says, get me a bottle of water. And then we hear the off screen. She's she, the secretary. Says, from where? From <laughs> and where? I just thought that that those two words. From where? <laughs> just give me the bottle. And then she said, "Are you sure?" <laughs> There's something about Are you, you know. Serious? That's really? just so yeah. funny. From where? I don't know why, but that's brilliant dialogue. It just and that's one tiny example yeah. that's so witty and so clever. Where he's trying to impress this new client. Right. From and, where? And I think also it's a testament to how well written it is. Yes. Because a lesser writer would have said, we don't have any water. In no, the, that's horrible. And it's like, yes. you don't need for, to do that. Robert, from where? From where? That's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's a really also a testament to her, too. Like, she made that line work. Yes. And she, like, the timing of it was done well. I think the editing of that scene was done really well. Yes. To lay in her audio at the right place. That was all done really, really well. And I, I want to say, too, like, uh, there, there are little things, like, even... Even the makeup um, that worked for me in this movie. So for that character in particular, the secretary. So basically, we should explain. The secretary that, that I was talking about is the older Abe Applebaum's right, right. secretary. So she's now 31. And then, of course, his secretary when he was 14, who was a kid as well. She was 14. She's the one that's kidnapped and he's never solved this case. So he's got a new one now. She's very goth and like yeah, you know yeah, wearing yeah, like yeah. dark clothes. Yeah. Well, even the makeup and the... Um, and and the the costuming starts to change because at a certain point in the story, uh, Abe Applebaum starts to earn the town's respect, and everyone's kind of looking at him, going, "Wow, it's Abe Applebaum!" And he, and it's he's kind of starting to turn his life around, and she even starts to see him with a new lens, and and she sees him afresh, and when we see her, she is still dressed up in her goth clothing, but if you notice it, her lipstick is no longer black; it's like crimson you know mm-hmm. it's like a dark red and it's it's very subtle but it's like one of these let's add just a little bit of color and just a slight yeah. smile and yeah. it's enough to really get us to understand yeah. 
everything's changed. Yeah. Like it, this is, it's really makeup that made us understand the world has changed for Abe Applebaum. Yes. You think about she has how, a new respect like, for him. That's yeah. a, that to me is yeah. really yeah. clever. Like the, they're definitely playing on our understanding of film and and how stories progress already. Like mm-hmm. we know that okay, this is the part where he he's kind of turned everything around and everyone's respecting him again. But I think the 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 thing that I like about that moment was the physical display of her face. Like that was really th- that element yeah yeah made it work yeah again i like the movie but i did not too. quite as much not quite as much as you i loved it i, I thought it was did. excellent hey let me share a pet peeve yeah this is a i'm really nitpicking here. okay okay and uh we saw that he was uh, disheveled in the morning mm-hmm. and he was just out of it and he just woke up and he reaches for the aspirin bottle and he realizes that it's empty mm-hmm. it seems to me i'm really nitpicking here that if you know you're taking the last aspirin you would throw the bottle away. Yeah. And that's a cheat to show us yeah. that. And I thought, well, that's not realistic. And I, I'm nitpicking as hell. I definitely am. But that just bothered me. It wasn't a real moment. Yeah. So you didn't like the movie because he <laughs> he went for an aspirin bottle that he That he knew was empty and he should have thrown away. Well, you could also I, tell when you pick it up, right? Yeah, you shake it. Yeah. You know it's empty. There's no noise yeah. when you pick it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Twist that microphone Is a little it, bit am more I still? You. Yeah, just twist it. Twist oh, it. Twist it like this? Twist it counterclockwise, Counterclockwise buddy. is there this way. Go. That's good. That's How's that? Good. Now we can hear you a little better. Yeah. yeah. But I got nothing to say. Yeah. I'm all done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was great. Uh, you know, what has he done? I was Googling him, and I thought his name was familiar to me, Adam Brody. But um, it's it's somewhat limited in his accomplishments. Yeah, didn't he do thing. like the, the OC or whatever wasn't he on that? Show, yeah, he was on the OC back in like the. He's not Adrian. Er, early he's not Adrian Brody. Is it? No, okay, no, okay. So it looks like he's done what Jennifer's Body, Ready or Not. Yes, I saw Jennifer's Mrs. Body. Smith. Yeah, so yeah, he's been around. But I thought he was. Um, I thought I he thought was, was really good. Yeah, and I thought she was too. The main, the female lead. I thought yes. she was. I, I actually paused at a certain point. And I said, "This is perfect casting," because I buy both of them. I thought the casting was really well done. So there were some really, really nice elements to this movie that, um, that really came together for me. It was shot well. It was fun. The, remember the, the part where he's like slapping the the bad. There's like the the bad high schoolers, and he gets into a fight with them, and he tries to like beat them up, but he doesn't know how to fight, so yes. he's like slapping yes. them, and yeah. it's funny. Yeah. It's just really goofy in certain points, but still believable in their world. Yeah. For some reason, I kept on flashing on a young Jim Rockford of the Rockford Files. I don't know why, but that whole disheveled thing mm-hmm. and where he was living. And, oh, he's living with his family, his parents, as we should yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. They were terrific. Yeah. Everyone was terrific. Yeah. So was the, the Asian parents. Yeah, they were the great, child. Too. That scene, the di- talk about dialogue. So this is stop- the... the- the boyfriend that was murdered, yes, he goes parents. and interviews the parents, the parents right. and there was a pretty emotional scene. Yes. Um, and we should point out that while this is a comedy, there's some really... Absolutely. Heavy-hitting drama going on here, too. Yeah, and you like that shift in tone. Some Again, with laugh-out-loud dialogue, I don't know why, but it just tickles me, that whole thing. From where? Get a bottle of water. And then the last 15 minutes, yeah. it's, like, it's kind of like you're being propelled into a different movie. It's yeah, but, some disturbing I, I, stuff, but it's but still the it's same movie. It's still the same movie because yeah. it's 
I bought it. I was yeah. like, yes, yeah, I get it. Um, I, I like this movie a lot. I would definitely, I mean, I would watch it again and I would recommend it. I, I really enjoyed it. Nice. Why Why did you not like it other than I, no, the aspirin? I, I did like it because of the aspirin. Yeah, I didn't fall in love with it the way you did. That's all. Um, I just thought it was it was good. Because you don't have a soul. Well, there's that too. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Hello, <laughs> black people. <laughs> You're Jewish. So, I mean, that kind of. Money shots. What you got? Money I, shots. I have three. You go first. Um. Okay. So, we should point out. Uh, okay, I, I feel like it, this is a detective movie, and you know there's going to be a big, like, who, it's a whodunit. Yeah, it is. Right? So uh, this is one of the few times that I do feel like maybe a spoiler is not to be done. Oh, right. Like, well, then I better get rid of one of my money shots. Well, I'm going to try to talk about one of my money shots without revealing the whodunit. Right, because I feel like if you haven't seen the Kid Detective, if you know what's coming, it kind of ruin, does ruin the movie for you. Right, right? that's kind, very nice of you. That's very and sensitive I think, of you. Well, most of these movies, it's like, what are you really, what are you really saving? Like you talk about a Marvel movie or something like that, and you know that the world is going to be saved. Right, they're not going to be like. Even when Thanos like snaps his fingers and half of the population dies, you know they're going to undo that. Half the population dies. <laughs> Sorry to ruin it. And you didn't say spoiler alert. A, a five-year-old movie. So, <laughs> yeah, I get your point. But with this movie, this is so organic and necessary that you really would be spoiling it for our listeners. Yeah, I right. mean, it would be like saying the Sixth Sense, knowing ahead of time that Bruce Willis is dead the entire time. He's dead the whole time. Sorry. Sorry if you haven't. Sorry to ruin a, a twenty-year-old <laughs> movie. Um, so, without spoiling it, I would say one of my money shots is the the ultimate bad villain stabs That's herself funny. or himself in the chest. That's my money. Yeah. yeah, and that's about all I'm going to say. Yeah. And it's I, I like very the way like you use multiple whoa. pronouns. That was very sensitive of you. Yeah. Or themselves. Themselves. But I, I'm fine with his or her. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. mine too. Yeah. And that was uh that was pretty intense. And then after that there's an even bigger reveal and there's a shot where he's outside on the phone and he's talking to someone else on the phone and in the background is a little it's in the in the backyard, but the the shed in the back backyard, and that was definitely that's gonna be a money shot too. What do you got? That's right. Oh, that's what he's on the phone talking to. Someone else. Yeah. We'll just say someone someone else. else. That's mine too. Let's just say the stabbing Mm -hmm. was my money shot. And also, um, he does see, I don't want to give it away, but he does see the somebody. Yeah. Right? Say it like that. Yeah. He sees somebody. Yeah. And that's quite a moment. It's so funny. <laughs> you spoke in such code, but I knew exactly yeah, what you mean. And if you've you're... seen the movie, yeah. you know exactly, exactly what I was saying. But for our listeners, they go, what see the somebody. fuck are they babbling about? Yeah. I have one. Could you describe a movie that way? It'd be like, that's very okay, funny. my favorite that's moment funny. was when he, he sees, sees somebody. somebody. <laughs> oh, that was a great moment. Cinematic. But, and I think I can say this without ruining anything. And it was a little surprising, but it worked. I think it was the last scene in the movie where he's back with mom and dad. Yeah. And he, I, I will say this, that he does break down yeah. and cries. And at first I thought, 
it's almost like the it's almost like seeing the, the spider and enemy yeah. it felt right yeah it just had an emotional it was release, a release. Well, we just said release at the same time yeah. it was an emotional release for everything yeah for everything his station in life yeah. the town how he's regarded solving a mystery I it think was an that's incredible. beautiful. Look what, I, you're, I just, what you're describing. Yeah, yeah. How could you not love this movie? I liked How it a lot. How is this I not your it. favorite movie of it's all time? <laughs> I did like it. You just liked it a bit more than I did. Huh? Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah, good. Do you ever like movies? I don't like movies. <laughs> when, what's the last movie that we've seen? You know, I'll tell you. The yeah. most recent movie that I fell in love with where I was truly swept away, Yeah. Uh, Sound of Metal. Okay. Yeah, I, I really yeah. was into that one too. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it's weird because before that there was a a, a, a year a, yeah there was a void I mean, a gap Ford v Ferrari it, maybe was the last time that the we theater, were really that was swept a year away. over a year ago we both went nuts over that movie but that was that was a year ago yeah more it's been a while yeah is it anyway I actually don't think it is no it's not no, I don't think this I is tried so all that anti wave I try and um, I mean I think where I would say that it is anti wave is it's it's definitely got an indie feel to it, right? There's no huge stars. It's it's mm-hmm. made like on a you could tell it's kind of a lower budget film, and where I will also say is it's kind of a flip off of the typical detective. It story, does right? turn it upside down, and yeah. that's an anti-wave element, right? Yes, I mean that's one could argue that is the core element. I mean when we talked about establishing anti-wave as a a lens to view films. We kind of used a sports film as the right. as the basis of this, Fact and saying, that, yeah. "All right, why do all sports films have to end the same way? Like, why do we? Why can't we restructure how we typically think of sports films?" And I think this is kind of doing the same thing for a detective film and making it a little bit more comedic, but still with emotional teeth. I mean, there's, I think I could make an argument that there is some real anti-wave elements to it, but ultimately, is it anti-wave? I think I got to push in the opposite direction Absolutely. and say it's and under. My note five. here is that the protagonist wins. He wins. He does. Um, he solves the case and he grows as his character arcs. We know he's going to solve the case, right? There's uh, that would be that. really anti-wave as if he didn't solve the I case, know. right? I wasn't convinced he was going to solve the case. You were? Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. I, I feel like otherwise it's kind of like, why am I watching this movie? Right, right. But he does solve the case, and he, he does win. You weren't sure about that? He win. Of course he wins. Well, And he gets what he wants at the end. Well, he does. No, he because his innocence is lost. That's what he wants. He wants to go back to a time that the he can't. Yeah. He wants to go back to age 14. Yeah. And he can't. Yeah. And, and along the when way... The, the ice cream cone, the man giving the ice right, cream right, cone. Right, 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 right. Yeah, you're right. If you... If you really think about it, I, I love those moments where he realizes that he's not as skilled as he thought that he was. When he's, he says like the the maid did it, and then the maid didn't do it, right? Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. And these little moments throughout the movie where he's starting to kind of come online and be like, "I'm not as smart as I thought I was," yeah. and and they never have to say it. Yeah. And to me, that's a really clever yeah. filmmaking yeah. where it's like we're not going to hit you over yeah. the head. You can draw your own conclusions, yeah. but you know where we're going with this. So I think oh, I think I would I'm going to give it close to five, but I don't. Oh, think you it's, are that high. Well, oh, well, we said I, five. Five, five is, is kind of the, That's okay. the middle. Five is like the middle, right? If yeah. we say one, this is not anti-wave at all. If we say ten, it is a total anti-wave film. So five is in the middle. Yeah. So what if I go at three point eight? 
No, I would say about a four point five. That's what I'm, I'm going to say, yeah. like four and a half, right? Because it feels like it, it's not quite anti-wave, but we're getting there. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's it's moving. The, it's a damn fine movie. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and I liked it. Yeah. Well, yeah. there you go. <laughs> Get me a bottle of water from our new client. From where? <laughs> I just <laughs> from the store. That's, from, that's just great. It is great writing. Cool. And the look she gives him when she brings it in. Yes. Sets it down. Yes. Yes. Her eyes. Those, those, you know. Yeah. Hey, who died this week? Ah, I got to tell you, unfortunately, most of the following people, they didn't turn to dust. Not too many people died. And I want to put out a call to all of our people in the industry to hurry up and die. So I'll have more to talk about next week. Marsha Diamond. What? Was that inappropriate? Yeah, it was inappropriate. Fuck it. Marsha Diamond, 95-year-old Canadian actress. She was in Black Christmas and spy games we lost guidio stagnaro 96 year old now normally i wouldn't put him in here but he's a f- italian film director and a screenwriter but he's the co-creator of a puppet i don't think you've ever heard of topo, Howdy Doody? topo gigio topo does that mean anything gigio? to you no. topo was on the ed sullivan show 50 times and this guy created the puppet and it was a really cute little mouse that talked to ed sullivan he's dead now okay the Coroner's Corner Silver Spotlight Award. I'm not going to give it to Gene Hackman, nor Betty White, nor Dick Van Dyke. I thought we'd have a triplet. All three. All you said not many three. people died this How, week. Well, All three of yeah. those people died? I'd rather give it to somebody else who died almost two weeks ago, who I, I think I failed to include. There's a reason for that. His death was not disclosed. You were disclosed. saving it for this episode? His death, I'm saving it for now. His death was not disclosed till almost a week and a half later. Oh. And that threw me off when I was going down the way. It didn't, it's in there now, but it wasn't in there when I first did my search. I don't think I spoke about Hal Holbrook. No. We didn't mention him. No, I don't think and so. I want to, first of all, Mark Twain. Obviously, he did a one-man show all over the country for Mark Twain. But he did a lot of movies. He was, um, his first movie was in Sidney Lumet's The Group in 1966. He was in Deep Throat. Uh, he was Deep Throat in All the he Presidents' Men. He was Deep Throat? Men. He was in, well, he was the character. He was in All the President's Men. Not oh. the movie. You're thinking the movie Deep Throat yeah. with Linda Lovelace. Yeah. Yeah, easy no, to get those two I confused. thought he was he was in, he was the informant. I thought he well, was wait a minute. for the CIA. You're and, right. He was not Deep Throat. He was the CIA informant. In real life? He yeah. was Deep Throat? No. Work with me here. He gave Bob uh, Bob Woodward <laughs> the, the inside scoop? He gained international fame for that performance. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wait a minute. It says here he got international first performance as Deep Throat. Yeah. So he, okay. I was, all, I'm trying to so, fuck with you. You're trying to fuck with me, but I was fucking with you, but in reality, you were being... He played Abraham Lincoln in the miniseries. He was in uh, he was in Creep Show, The Fog, Wall Street, The Firm. He also was nominated for an Oscar in Sean Penn's Into the Wild. So this guy has really done a lot. I want to get a little bit personal. I am. You sucked his dick. Well, that too. In the early seventies, there was a TV show called The Bold Ones. Does that mean anything to you? No. And they had the Lord, they had three going on at once. Three different ep- each week. It was different. The Bold Ones: colon, The Senator. And he start, was the senator. Wait, the three ones going on, there were like three different storylines? Yeah, every or three week it would alternate. Types. Every week it would alternate. It was the lawyers, oh. the doctors, and the senator. Isn't that interesting? And it was called the bold ones because these are bold people in our society. He was a senator. So this is like like some of the CSI shows or something? But yes. But they were kind of all yes. CSI. Yes, yes, like, yes. So it would be like this week we're getting the lawyers. Yeah. And if you didn't like that storyline, you're like, <laughs> oh, fuck. It, it would rotate. So this particular week they did the senator, the bold ones, colon, the senator. Okay. And you had an hour dramatic show. He was the senator in that ep- in the bold ones for the entire run. Hmm. There's a speech he gave, and I want you to 
I got quite emotional with this and I actually videotaped it with my VCR off the TV in 1973. And this quote has been around for many, many years and it's been altered, adjusted as time goes by. And I know this will be familiar to you. And it's the version that he said. So you're going to read it? Allow me this moment. Okay. They tried to assassinate him because of his political ideology, his beliefs, and he's alive. And he gives a speech to throngs and, of people. And I'll know this speech? No. Yes, it'll be very familiar oh, okay. to you. Does it Trust begin me. with four score and seven years ago? No, that's a different speech. Okay. But this will be familiar with you. For to you. First, they came for the socialists. And I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. You know about this, right? Yeah. Then they came for the unionists and I didn't speak out because I was not a unionist. Then they came for the Jews and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me and there was no one left to speak for me. And that resonated with me mm -hmm. in 1973. And I videotaped it and I'd watch it over and over again. Well, why is this so powerful to me? And whole Hal Holbrook was just so good in nailing that particular scene I just got an it, it resonated and I had an emotional reaction to it and I wanted to share that with you and our listeners. Did you have an emotional release? I came. <laughs> I know how you are with your emotional releases. Oh yeah. Hey, we had some birthdays too. Um celebrity birthdays for the week. We have some interesting ones. Rene Russo 67, Lou Diamond Phillips. We were speaking about him recently. Yeah. 59, Michael Bay, director 57, Rock. Great great movie, right Robert? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Great until you watch it. Yeah, until you watch it a second time. Joseph Gordon Lovett is 40, uh, Jeff Daniels 66, uh Benicia del Toro 54 and this hot off the press. Sydney Portier today turned 91. Wow. And you know what? He's still I had a blind date recently and she lives in Beverly Hills next Did she door. She bring her saying I dog. Next door to Sydney and she said every other day he's out there watering his lawn. He's out there. That seems like Sydney Portnier. It does. It does. I know Sydney Portnier. That sounds like <laughs> just like Cassius Clay. That seems like him. There we go. Yeah. And the last one I want to say mention to you another birthday. The last one, Elliot Page. Ellen Page? No, Ellen. Him? Her? We want to say happy thirty fourth birthday to him. Her? Him? Her? Her? her him? Her? Thirty four. Elliot Page. Yeah, I guess you have to go to her Twitter profile and look at her at her pronouns. <laughs> you want to play a game? It's game time. We haven't had a game in a while. We haven't. Do tell. Okay. What's this game? This game is an Encyclopedia Brown game. That's why you referenced that. So, now keep in mind, I've never seen that show. Oh, then you're I, fucked. Never those books. You're okay. fucked. Okay. So, this is The Case of the Glass of Ginger Ale. Okay, let's back up. We're going to hear a synopsis, and yep. we have to say if it's true or false. That's if it. If it's fake or real. That's it. No, well, not fake or real. We have to figure out what's the solution. Wow. Hey, this is heady, trippy stuff. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I'm up for it. <clears throat> the blind violinist, Rianalo de Verona, has just had his prize Stradivarius swindled by the dastardly concert master Hans Braun, who bets de Verona that he can enter the room, open a locked safe, take out a glass, remove the ice... Pour into the glass a bottle of ginger ale, lock the safe, leave the room, and lock the door behind him, all without Dave Verona hearing him. Dave Verona, who prides himself on his ability to pick up even the quietest of sounds, accepts the challenge. But Braun, who prides himself in the less noble field of locked room puzzles, wins the bet when Dave Verona innocently opens the safe an hour later and finds the glass filled with ginger ale. I love your wife, producer Joey. She wrote this. No, no, no. This is 
this is a real one. We have to figure Wait, out what happened. Oh, I thought this was a fake oh, yeah. scenario. So now we have to figure out. No, yeah, we have to figure out how. Oh, how I did... thought the synopsis were. Okay, all no. right, I got it now. So we have to figure out how did he do it. Wait, what if I wasn't paying attention? You have to read the whole thing. Oh, yeah, you stopped the whole thing. <laughs> all right. So they, they make a bet, right? So the blind Viennist, Rinaldo de Verona, just had his prize Stradivarius swindled by the dastardly concert master Hans Braun, who bets de Verona that he can enter the room, open a locked safe, take out a glass, remove the, the ice, pour into the glass a bottle of ginger ale, lock the safe, leave the room and lock the door behind him all without De Verona hearing him. De Verona who prides himself on being uh, on being able to pick up even the quietest of sounds accepts the challenge, but Braun, who prides himself in the less noble field of locked room puzzles, wins the bet when De Verona innocently opens the safe an hour later and finds the glass filled with ginger ale. How did he do it? How many of these are we going to do? <laughs> just one. Oh, I thought we'd have like 3 or 4. No, 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 just one. You go first. I wonder if, if it's ginger ale that makes the difference, right? I wonder if, is there something about ginger ale? It's definitely something with this ice. Ice melts, right? Ice changes. Yes. So I, I wonder if it's a matter of like putting, putting ice in putting ginger ale in the ice and then putting the ice in, in the cup and then it melting or something like hmm. that? Hmm. I don't know. You want to hear the solution? No, not yet. Okay. See, I thought we'd have three solutions, one of which was true. That's what I thought, but that's not the game. Mm-hmm. We have to come up with a solution. All yeah. right, what's the case? Hans? Yeah. yeah. How did Hans get the ginger ale into the locked safe? This is always my problem with the Cyclopedia Brown books is I would just flip to the answers in the back and be like, oh, okay, that's how they did it. Cool. Moving on. Reminds me of a book called Minute Mysteries. It was the same thing with a scenario. You'd have to figure it out. There were like I, I think it was the same author. Y- you've heard of Minute Mysteries? I think he wrote some of those. Yeah. 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 Wow. Do you, so what are you saying? Uh, Something. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm assuming there's got to be. The problem is, here's the problem with all these stories. Yeah. They never give you enough details to make it work. Like they're not telling you everything. You have to kind of make some assumptions about what's going on in that That's room. True. And then when you hear it, you're like, okay, that makes sense. But couldn't it have been this other right, way too? Right, right, right. In other words, we're asking for some motivation or backstory. Yeah. We need to know all the details. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to read it. Uh, well, okay. I know. What? It was all a dream. It was all a dream. That that's That's the answer we're going with. What a look I just got. <laughs> what a look. Go ahead. Braun is crafty enough to blinker a blind man, but not the brilliant Encyclopedia Brown, who determines that Braun had snuck in an in, had snuck in an insulated bag which keeps ice from melting, made innocuous comments to cover up the sound of opening the insulated bag, and then placed his own ice made from ginger ale into the glass instead of cubes made of water. Well, you were actually I was pretty you close were right to what there. I said. Yeah. Um Hans Braun never opened the safe and the ice simply melted into ginger ale, which even the bat like Verona would not have been able to hear. In this Columbo like mystery, no child knows what an insulated bag is, let alone that it prevents ice from melting. 
and even this is a patent lie unless the bag is made of dry ice the ice will only last marginally longer than if it was placed in a thermos allowing Sobel yet another way to make America's children feel you were going in that direction yeah yeah that's kind of wow and here I thought we needed Abe Applebaum to help us out I got it you're strapped in with old Robbie Cannon I like that yeah well, it's good to have a game again, yeah. producer Joy. Did she tell you the answer? No. I bet she did. We've talked about this before, you two crazy Ira, you kids. should know by this point I don't speak to my wife. I don't <laughs> talk to her. There's something called pillow talk in bed, the two of you, kind of cuddling, you know what I, I mean? I, we, say, honey, we only use the say, language of love, Ira. And say, honey, tell me what happens to Hans. I don't know. Tell me what happens with the ice. The only talking we ever do yeah. is flip over, I want to put it in your butt. <laughs> Okay. You want to do top five? And top five and hit it, Vern. It's time to give a listen, you little creeps, to our top five. Yeah, our top five this week is top five detective movies. Detective movies. Now, let's talk about this. Yeah. Okay, first of all, these don't have to be detectives. Are you with me on that? I am. Okay, I thought about I'm this. I'm going to say something, though. Yeah. I think do the- in the spirit of a detective movie, I think you know, you know I was gonna there try. has to be a mystery. Well, yes. There needs to be Oh, uh, no, but does the person have to be a paid detective? Does no. The person, that's what I'm no, saying. No, I don't of think so. Of course there has to be a mystery, but I'm saying but, the person... Well, okay, so for example, yes. I did not put Heat into this because he is a detective, right? He's a robbery homicide detective, but it's not a detective movie. It's not. There's not a mystery. That's a cat and mouse movie, and it's a damn fine one. But it's not really a detective movie. Okay. That's not what we mean. I agree. I agree, and I, I'm certainly good with that. Uh, but I, what I meant when I said that it doesn't, have to be, it doesn't have to go along the lines of you know Raymond Chandler, Philip Marlowe, Maltese no. Falcon, the Gumshoe. I love that word. You know, the Gumshoe detective. But obviously, we don't need that dynamic because mm-hmm. it's just doing detective work to get to the solution. Right. Right. So I think now it a, could be a detective. Could, oh, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, curious before we start. Mm-hmm. Do you have any animation? No. Do you have any documentaries? No. You don't have any documentaries? No. I mean, look, could, could we include Don't Fuck With Cats? Yeah. Yeah, you could. right. You, you sure could. You didn't? I didn't. Okay. I have one more question before yeah. we get started. Talking about hmm, trying to resolve what happened recently, did you include prisoners? Because oh. that... Could, I did think about it. I did think about it, but that's I didn't a detective put it. No. movie. I thought about that it, and then I forgot movie. about it until you just because you left that. it off like, last. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So that's how it. And let's begin with our number five. Why don't you kick it off? Okay, my number five is from 1994, and when I saw this movie, I probably when I first saw it, I walked out of the theater and probably would have given it number one on my top five detective movies if I'd had to make my list right then. 1994? 1994. But over time, it slipped a little bit. Yeah. And I've watched it recently and been like, nah, it's not as as good as you remember. But my fondness for 1994, that part of me, that that boy going to the theater, really loved 1994's Ace Ventura Pet Detective. (laughs) And, uh... I'm not sure it holds up real well. Did you see it recently? I saw it about uh, six is, months is ago. Is it a fall victim to the rock syndrome? It's not as good as you remember. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, if you go back to 1994 and you look at the time and you go, there was nothing 
James Car- Jim Carrey didn't exist before that. I mean, he did. He was on the, in Living Color. But what I'm saying is like that catapulted him. That was it. That was yeah. the breakthrough. And he was fucking funny. He was really funny. Yeah. So 1994, Ace Ventura. Nice. nice. What do you got? My number five. Yeah. Y- you'll tell me the year. It is. Here's your big hint. Yeah. It's an animation. It, oh, I, the uh, what's the zoo? What's the one that they're all the the animals? No, zoo, Zootopia. What's the one with they're all? Oh no, no. With the sloth. No, no, no animals. No, no. No, no. okay. Mm. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, <laughs> who framed Roger Rabbit? That's yeah, good. Yeah, nineteen eighty-eight. Bingo. Yeah, you're doing a lot better with this. You used to be one year off. Yeah. Either higher or lower. But lately, I think last week, too, you were like nailing yeah. the years. 1988 is correct. And um, a personal, a private investigator uh, has to exonerate uh, Roger Rabbit, who's accused, uh, who's a tune, the tune he has to, accused of, of murder. And I love that piece of trivia you shared, geez, a couple of years ago, Robert, about how they had to get the approval of two studios because you had cartoon characters from different universes mm-hmm. appearing in the same film together, right? So uh, there was some uh, interesting clearance issues on that. That's my number five, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Okay, my number four is from 2016. Um, I don't think that you've seen it. Have I heard of it? I don't know, but I liked it a lot. And I only saw it recently. Uh, I meant to kind of check it out when, when it came out in 2016, and I didn't catch it. And I watched it recently, and I really liked it a lot. I, I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, 2016... With uh, uh, Russell Crowe and, um, oh, what's his freaking name? I can't remember his name, but 2016, The Nice Guys. I never heard of it. Yeah, I had a feeling you might not have. I never heard of it. Yeah, 2016, it was, uh, it was one guy is a private detective and the other guy is a like a bouncer. And they kind of team up to try to solve this, uh, this crime. It, it, it's got a lot of, uh, who's the guy who wrote Lethal Weapon? Um, Shane Shane Black yeah it's a lot of that same kind of uh, uh, and he directed it he wrote and directed this movie and Ryan Gosling that's who it was so Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe they're they team up together there's a lot of like digging at each other it's a lot of like what's good about uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang or uh, Lethal Weapon and it holds up really well I felt it was all set in the 70s so it's kind of got this like 70s charm to it it's a great movie nice guys nice you know, I want to make a, a disclaimer here that we do make a concerted effort to include movies that we really haven't spoken too much about previously. Yeah, I'm trying to do it. And I've made a... But I am i didn't do that this time. I didn't. And Robert and I have had this talk before to try to steer clear of movies we've repeated. And unfortunately, most of the ones I'm going to rattle off have been talked about before, but I'm including them anyway. My number four, Memento. Mm-hmm. And it is a detective movie, sure. Nolan. And... Um, the year of Memento, Robert? Oh, Memento was 2004. 2000 even. Just 2000? 2000, yeah. Wow, 2000. I didn't realize it was that early. Yeah. Uh, Guy Pierce was really, really good in that movie. Yeah. He, he was just terrific in that. Uh, suffering from short-term memory loss and the tattoos and so on. And he is trying to find out who killed his wife. Yeah. With the two stories going simultaneously. One in color in black and white. One's going forward in time. The other's going back. And it's complicated as hell. And a lot of people see when you see the second time, you really get the nuances mm-hmm. and how brilliant it is. That's my number four detective movie, Memento. My number three. Now, I've done this recently, and you're going to be upset with me because I just did it not too long ago. I'm going to be guilty of the same thing, but go ahead. No, you're not. 
not for the same movie, but I with other movies. No, 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 no movies no. I've seen recently. No, no, no. What, you don't what, even what, know about it. What, what, what? What I'm about to say, yes, you're going to give me a hard time about because oh. I'm doing something that I did a couple weeks ago. Cheating? No. I'm going to put 2020's The Kid Detective in my top five. You did that recently, or you just said that, didn't you? Yeah. Um, wow. I like oh, I know this movie what it was. a lot. It, it was The Vast of Night. Hmm? The was, Vast of Night. Remember, I put that in my that top number five. One. It, yeah, I loved you gave it. that number one. I liked it a lot. That was a great Alien movie. Um, and I think this is a damn fine detective movie. Wow. So I really enjoyed the movie. I'm putting it in my top five. And not as a cop-out. I've got plenty of extra scoops, so I could have easily switched it out. But I really enjoyed the movie that much. Not my number one or my right, number two. Right, right, But it was right. really, really good. What do you got? My number three. Again, I'm really aware, Robert, that we've talked about these before, but i got to do it again. Zodiac. Uh, it is a detective movie. Yeah, the focus is not on the killer, but it's really on the, the cartoonist. The cartoonist? Yeah. Oh, yes, that's right. When you said cartoonist, I was picturing uh, somebody drawing Woody Woodpecker. You, you... <laughs> he he did. I mean, draw Woody Woodpecker basically. I mean, he's yeah, drawing cartoons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, look artists and the year of Zodiac is uh, Zodiac was. 2007 you nailed it 2007 yeah. fincher's at his best mm-hmm. and it also stars i think my favorite actor of all time jake jake gillenhall man <laughs> if if you <laughs> I know. are listening to this show for the first time <gasps> and you want to see a transformation go back and listen to some earlier episodes of this podcast where ira Nocturnal. is shitting all over jake gillenhall going he's yeah, awful yeah, i don't awful. like him why is he popular and, i fuck his sister yeah. but i don't like care for him at all and the, there's this slow turn slowly throughout the last four years i think you might me. almost rather fuck jake gillenhall than his than maggie well it's a tight or how about both simultaneously there you go menage a trois menage ira menage obviously again the focus was on the um the investigators doing yeah. their detective work. What a smart, intelligent, cerebral movie that is. Zodiac, number three. My number two is another Shane Black written movie. I just thought of something. What? I'm interrupting you. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh. Changeling. Oh, yeah. Do you have that? Is that I on your list? No, it's not on my list. It should be. Fuck. Are you going to change your list? I can't. I'm not allowed to. Why not? Am I allowed to? Yeah, you haven't said it yet. Well, I just said it now. So can I put it in my... You got to put it as the number two or number one. I'm I'm going to stay with what I have, but Changeling just came to me. That Mm. would have been a good one, by the way. That's a good one, yeah. Okay, go ahead. That's a great movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. My number... What am I at? Number two? Uh, You're on number two. Number two. My number two is from 1991. Bruce Willis... Damon Wayans team up for a movie called The Last Boy Scout. You know, I never saw that movie. I don't think most people saw this movie. And it is, it's a, um, it, it's basically, if you want Die Hard meets Lethal Weapon, this is it. <laughs> it's, it's totally what it is. And it's, you get all of Bruce Willis in his like, yeah. The same kind of same character as Die Hard. It's John McClane. It's totally John McClane, and it's right after you know he's he looks still like the John McClane of the the you know the nineteen eighties Die Hard. So he still looks like John McClane. It's not you know like the newer same hair. Yeah, same hair, same everything, same kind of drunken you know like uh, like yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 drinking a little too much yeah. and you know that kind of thing. And but the the banter and the witticisms of Lethal Weapon. It's great. It's wow. a good movie. It's a good detective movie. Who directed? 
Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if it was directed by Shane Black, but I know Shane Black wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it's really, uh, it's so much fun. It's a good action movie. Uh, the, the premise is that Bruce Willis is hired to be a, a body. He's like a detective, private detective, and he's also a bodyguard and he's, uh, protecting this stripper and she, her boyfriend is a, an ex NFL player and she gets killed. And so now he's trying to figure out who killed her and that ex NFL football player is also trying to figure out who killed her and they don't really like each other, but they're, they got to try to team up to solve this, this crime. And it's, uh, it's really good. It's a it's a great action movie. Even though it was ninety one, it still feels like the peak of those eighties action yeah, movies. Yeah, it was just yeah. like it just nailed it. Yeah, yeah. And it's one that most people haven't seen. And it's this great little discovery, man. Like Do you it, have it? I don't know that I have that movie. I don't think I do. Yeah. But I've I, I know I own it on Laserdisc, but I don't I I just I know the movie like the back of my hand. I've just seen it so many times. You have laser just collection. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, you, do you I don't, don't watch them. You don't have a player. Do you have a player? I have a player. Yeah. Does it work? It works. Okay. I don't watch movies yeah. that way. Yeah. So if you're thinking of gifts for me or anything, please don't bother. <laughs> yeah, <look. laughs> I've got you a great collection of laser discs. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't regularly watch them. That's yeah. my number two, The Last Boy Scout. Check that out. What you got? Again, my disclaimer, there's some repetition here at my end, but I still feel strong about this anyway, and it's uh, don't fuck with cats. Mm. They were cyber sleuths. I love that term. Yeah. They were cyber sleuths, and it started in it, innocent. It's not really innocent with the cats, and then it became a, um, a killer, an actual killer of, of, of a person. And um, 20, oh, the year being? Oh, 2019. Yeah, 2019. What a movie! I think that was again your favorite. One of your it yeah. was your favorite movie that year. Fantastic. Even though we talk on the show a lot, like is it a movie? It's really a limited series. But I, I think for all well, intents and purposes, point. it is a movie. It is a limited series. Yeah. You're right. Not a do- well, that, it was it three be a doc- episodes. But look, I'm lumping this into movie. We are blurring the lines so yeah. much lately yeah. of like what is movie, what is TV show, what is limited series of what limited series of movies. Like what, what is this thing? It's content, and so I think. There's some that are very clearly movies, very clearly television. You know, you can't say Better Call Saul or something like that. That's clearly television. But this is starting to blur that line, and this is Agreed. getting real close to, to movie. I think it falls in the right. category. Thank you. That's okay. my number two. All right. And your number one? My number one is a movie from 2005. We're not overlapping at all, no, are we? Not with the um, have I seen it? I don't think so. Have I heard of it? I don't think so. It's a movie. It's a narrative. It is. It's directed by Ryan Johnson, and uh, he did Looper. He he is famous for ruining the Star Wars franchise. Um, he made a movie in 2005 starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and it was right when Joseph Gordon-Levitt was uh, just starting to get kind of, He hit a peak there, right? Uh, it, like 2007 was like his year, kind of like where he was really starting to get yeah. into high gear. Yeah. And he was still a kid, but he was an older kid. So this is a, a movie. It's called Brick. And yeah, it's yeah. set in high school. And what happens is that his Joseph Gordon-Levitt's um, girlfriend is killed. She's murdered. And he is trying to figure out who killed her. And it's a... It's... It, it's total anti-wave. It's like this is a perfect ten in anti-wave because it blends two different genres really well 
and it's not a comedy it's a drama and uh maybe it's it's a total detective movie that's what it is it's a, a, a 1940s film noir and even the language that they say like everything is extremely stylized and i've said to many people if you watch it you really have to watch it with the subtitles on because you you almost have to see what what they're what they're saying huh. almost because they're speaking a foreign language uh, because they, they keep talking about like they won't call them the police they call them the bulls and they they kind of have like all these little names for things yeah, yeah. that you can kind of figure out and you're going okay I know what they mean yeah, here yeah. but if it, you almost have to see it in text and it's a whodunit and they got to figure out who killed the girlfriend and every once in a while you'll see one of the the high school kids you'll see their parents their parents will get involved and whenever they do the whole act drops it's almost as if there's this whole teenage, like an agreement that we, this is how we talk. This is how we speak when we're amongst each other. But then it'll be like, mom, go away. I'm, I'm with my friends. Okay. Thank you. Anyway. And they just kind of go back into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, very yeah. like, what the fuck is yeah. that? It's like Charlie Brown's you know, parents coming around and they don't really get involved in the story that much, but when they do, it's just kind of, it's, yeah. it's very yeah. weird. Yeah. Anyway, it's a great movie. Check it out. Brick. When I saw it, I was blown away. I was like, "What? This is crazy!" Wow. What's your number one? It's a documentary. Mm. So how about that? I had one animation and two documentaries. I'm not sure if Roger Rabbit counts as an animation. Which which one? Roger Rabbit. Oh, half semi. Mm. It's both. If if you if you get semi erect, does that mean that? <laughs> good analogy. You're ready to fuck? Now that's a damn good metaphor. I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> I knew I had to frame it in your terms. Yeah. <laughs> you you iraized it. Mm-hmm. You iraized your argument. I think you'll be pleased with my number one. We spoke about it before. Icarus. Icarus. That's a good one. I knew you'd like that. I knew you'd like that. Yeah. The year being? I'm going to say 2018. 2017. 2017. 2017. What I loved about this movie, and I know we've said this a couple of years ago, and I'm going to say it again, that it starts off as like uh, the doping that went on in bicycle racing yeah. among cyclists, and that he discovers, our investigative journalist, and it gets deeper than that, bigger than that, becomes the whole Russian athletes and, and the, um, the, the Olympic. Soviet Union, the Olympics, and so on. And what a well-made documentary. I know we've said this. I'm going to say it again. The use of graphics was just right. It wasn't overkill. But when they showed us the display of how they got in in 3D models mm-hmm. and rotating, it was just right to, so we, we would get it. What an intelligent, well-made documentary. And um, he was a detective. That's my number one detective movie. I think Brian Fogel, that's the director, I think he's got a new documentary oh, really? that just came out. And maybe we should maybe, maybe we should, we should. putting that on. Yeah, The Dissident. And it's about the, um, uh, it says, when Washington Post journalist, oh, let me pull it up, Jamal Khashoggi disappears in Istanbul, his fiance and dissidents around the world piece together the clues to a murder and expose a global cover-up. So maybe we Sounds should check appealing. that Sounds yeah. Let's make it on our list. Let's put it on our list yeah. to do. Hey, Scoops, what do you got? Okay, so, uh, so go, go ahead. I'm, I'm pulling them up right now. I got some of this. Okay, I got them. Okay. Uh, the Happy Time Murders. I really like this movie, and I know most people hated it, but I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, this is, that Woody, is it Woody Allen? No, no. This no, was no. like this was the puppet with uh, that's right, that's M- right. McCarthy, what's her name? Uh, uh, is it not Megan McCarthy. What's her name? Uh, I can't think of her name. Uh, seven. 
Remember the movie? Yeah. Seven? There's there's one. Um, what else we got? Oh, Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah. I guess uh, I'd like Narc as well. I'm not sure if you ever saw Narc. No, that no, was I a haven't. good one. Lethal Weapon, uh, Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I think that's it. I think that's all the ones I've yeah, got. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Here's the other one. Naked Gun. <laughs> and Changeling. If you had thought of yeah, it, I that would have gone in your five, wouldn't it? For sure. Yeah. 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 Some of my scoops up uh, Prisoners. Okay. And also flight plan. Mm. And that was Jodie Foster on the airplane. I spoke about that about a year and a half ago. And it's really uh, compelling. The ending gets a little bit weird. It gets over the top. It yeah. does. Uh, the last 15 minutes. But it's it's a good movie. Don't I they like go down in the belly of the plane? Yes. And like yes. Have, yes. Is there a shootout that happens yes. down there or something? Yes. But it gets... Yeah. But it was an interesting premise, uh, flight plan with Jodie. Uh, also, um, Murder on the Orient Express. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fargo. You know they're making a sequel I to this, right? About it's that. the Nile thing that they're they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Fargo, Chinatown. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, and Changeling. If I had to do all over again, I would include that. Those are our detective movies. Well, that's pretty good, Ira. Yeah. Hey, if people have some detective what movies they that do? we didn't mention. They can reach out to us. How? Where? Through our email. We have Which email is? set up. We do? Yeah. You have to check it every once in a while, by the wow, way. Wow. How digital of us. <laughs> Diligently digital. <laughs> yes. You can reach out to us through our emails, which is, is emperors, of Emperors of Pod at anywaypodcast.com. Like yeah. <laughs> or slash or ira at anywaypodcast.com. Or you can reach out to us through Twitter or Instagram. Our handle there is at is <laughs> antiwave. <laughs> I almost said Emperor's I know Pod. that. I know that. All right. It's at Antiwave Pod. There we go. We're all over the place, aren't we, Robert? <laughs> Just like... Just like the stab wounds in The Boyfriend. We are all over the place. The, Wait, stab the, wounds? And the, boy, the Asian boys, stab wounds that were in the movie. You know, he stabbed but, like 19 times. The right, movie, but you didn't want to say if it was male or female. We wanted to keep... So we don't the Boyfriend. Swirl. Okay, but The Boyfriend yeah, was stabbed okay, yeah, 19 times. I understand. Oh, I thought you were talking about the person who does it to himself at no, the no, end. No, no, the stab That's wounds. That's the one we the don't want to go him or her. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about the... Okay, right, I got right, it. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or... <laughs> Where else can you find us? Uh, Google Podcast Music. Uh, go to iTunes. We're on Spotify. Go to our website. Yeah, we're also on Patreon. Throw us a few bucks over Patreon. Help keep the sprocket holes moving. I and rough. reviews. Oh, yeah. Review. You should rate and review this. Please. If you like this episode, go to iTunes. Go you know, wherever you're you're reviewing uh, podcasts, especially iTunes. That, that's the best That's the do. main one. But if you don't rate like us, don't write a review. We don't want to hear from yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, so, please. Recommend us to a friend. Mm. Spread the word. Spread the word. Share this episode. Spread the love. Yeah. Yeah. Just like your legs. <laughs> All right. Next week. What's going on? Next week, we're going to watch a movie called Minari. Are we? Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. I thought well, so. next week, we're going to take the week. Yeah. Off. Yeah. But then the week after that, we're going to watch yes. Minari. I yes. Should, I, should, I really meant next episode. Oh, next episode. Yeah, we're going to take a week off. Yeah. I need a break. Yeah. I need a break. <laughs> that was it. All right. So Minari, when we come back. Yes. All right. Hey, man. That was it. We did it. Let's give producer Joey a round of applause. Yeah. Good game. We got the games back. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's it. Um. Yeah. Y- you you gonna miss me? Not at all. Mm, okay. But until I see you next time, yeah. We can do it. What we can. What we can do it. What, what we can we do is keep watching movies. And if you do that, we can help you sort them out. <laughs> 
Good one, Ira. And we're going to get jiggy with it.